Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Today's podcast is brought to you by G3 Conference 2018. Right now, if you go and register for the conference and use the code BAR, you get $40 off of your registration. You don't want to miss this conference located in Atlanta, Georgia, from January the 17th through the 20th with great speakers such as Stephen Lawson, Vody Bakum, and many more. Go now and register. Don't forget, use the code BAR for $40 off. Enjoy the bar. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast. The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the modern the reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another tuesday another great day to listen to your favorite podcast super excited to have my guest today um he he's partial in my heart you know uh or he has favor in my heart because he's in my home state of north carolina uh we have dr aiken how are you sir i'm fine Dwayne. how are you uh man i'm doing wonderful i appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule uh to to come on the bar and 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 grace us with your presence uh we we are uh, definitely honored and privileged for that uh, what i like to do to start off the show is uh, allow you to uh, just got to give a brief background about yourself, whether it's professional or personal, uh, just, you know, this is radio, so you can ramble as much as you want, chase as many rabbits as you want, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ring you in if it get too far. I'm going to give you the floor here to do that. Okay, well, I'll try to be uh, concise as I possibly can. Uh, I have the <laughs> joy of being president of Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina, where I have been for the last 13 years. Uh, it's a wonderful evangelical seminary that has a real heart and passion in particular for fulfilling the Great Commission. Uh, we say around here, last words are meant to be lasting words, and the last words of the Lord Jesus before he ascended back to heaven was go and make disciples mm. of all the nations. So that's a real passion and heartbeat of our school. 
Uh, I have uh, been married to my wonderful wife, Charlotte, for 39 years. God has blessed us with four Amen. sons who happen to all be in ministry, three daughter-in-laws, and 12 grandchildren. And wow. uh, so uh, God's been very kind to us in that area. My kids have been very faithful to the biblical mandate to be uh, fruitful and multiply. And uh, <laughs> my wife and I are extremely thankful for that. I'm originally a, a native of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, did all of my schooling, uh, interestingly, in the state of Texas. And as I mentioned hmm. earlier, have been back at Southeastern now for the last 13 years. Uh, president, but also I teach preaching, teach hermeneutics, and I will also teach from time to time uh, in the areas of theology. Hmm. Nice. Awesome. Wow. 12 grandkids that's that's pretty awesome man uh i come from a well my dad uh has seven brothers and seven sisters and um wow you know they we have we have hundreds of cousins and and i mean literally we have a t-shirt on uh for our family reunion that lists all the cousins on the back and it literally covers the whole back so uh my dad has that big side and the back (laughs) <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, man. They look they, every year the texts get a little bit smaller, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yeah, my dad had all those siblings, and then my mom was the only child. So you know, imagine that dynamic. You know, coming from those to- two totally different backgrounds. But that is so awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your, yeah. Mom, your mama probably went through shock. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. To instantly have that many, uh, <laughs> brothers and sisters and, and yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. Uh, they celebrate, uh, thinking 30, 39 years in October or well, no 38 years oh, in October. Cause yeah, that's tremendous. Wonderful. God, God. Yeah. Good. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. All right. So, uh, my first question for you, um, you know, being in North Carolina and 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 at uh, Southeast, what would you say? Uh, I guess, or some of the things that you notice in the, uh, uh, I guess, a cultural shift. You know, I know it's not the same as it was when you started 13 years ago. Uh, within the last, let's say, four or five years, what are some of the things that you're noticing uh, with the students or even with the faculty as far as you know, whether it be a uh, cultural shift that, that affects theology or, or just, uh, uh, just mindset. What are some of the things that you're noticing uh, that may come up? Well, fortunately, our faculty uh, has remained very solid in terms of its biblical and theological convictions. Southeastern, mm-hmm. uh, Dwayne, is unique in that we have four confessions of faith that guide uh, our uh, institution in terms of confessional identity and fidelity. Uh, Mm. We affirm what is known as the Abstractive Principles, the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, and we also have as guiding documents the Chicago Statement on Biblical Inerrancy and what is called Mm -hmm. the Danvers Statement on Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. And so our faculty agrees. We use very classic language here to teach in accordance with and not contrary to without mental reservation or hesitation. So there, mm-hmm. though there are areas where we will have, of course, differences. They're not on the major issues. They're on what I would call uh, minor differences that we can disagree on without being disagreeable and where we can disagree mm-hmm. and not have to break fellowship. Uh, mm-hmm. Our students know that they're coming to this kind of school. Uh, 
but to be very honest with you, uh, there's no question that uh, the culture shift in the area of gender and gender mm. understanding and gender gender right. identity has been massive. And uh, so we have students that come here uh, that uh, they where we are uh, convictionally, but they don't know why they are where mm, gotcha. we are. In other words, they may mm-hmm. be able to explain uh, what they believe, but they're not very good at explaining why they believe. And furthermore, some of them don't always understand the implications for life uh, that their biblical and theological convictions should lead them uh, to hold uh, and to uh, to live out. Wow. And I don't think any area That's... has been more uh, crucial in my last 10 years uh, than this one. Certainly there are other issues right. as well related to social justice. And one of the things I, that excites right. me right, right, right. is that the younger generation is a lot more sensitive to uh, issues like um, uh, orphan care, uh, issues mm. of racial and ethnic, ethnic justice, uh, issues mm-hmm. related to concern for creation care. Again, and they're not about to become uh, worshipers of Mother Earth, but they just recognize that the creation mandate of Genesis 1 uh, would indicate that we should care well for God's good creation. So issues like creation right. care, orphan care, racial issues are a lot more pronounced for this generation. And in that area, uh, those areas, I think that's a very good thing. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, that that is. And um, and and I think that's that's also evident, not just there, but just because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm we're heavy on the social media side. And, and, and that's definitely evident there as well, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So as far as uh, um, the I guess the the dynamic of, of Southeastern, someone that may be looking or thinking about attending. Um, and I, and I know you talked about the confessions and, and the things you stand on. What are some of the, I guess you can say, uh, like, I guess, selling points or, or pitch, you know, what, what are some of those things that, that you might want to put on the air for somebody that may be considering, uh, Southeastern? Well, that's gracious of you to ask. I think bottom line, <laughs> Wayne, we are a great commission seminary. We, uh, the great commission is the air we breathe around here. So we have a real passion to get the gospel to every people group on the planet, every tribe, tongue, people, and nation, as Mm -hmm. Revelation 5 and 7 talk about. We also believe that the Great Commission is a good umbrella. I like to use that analogy, a good umbrella under which to do theological training and ministry preparation. So whether it's teaching Greek or Hebrew, which we do very well, whether it's teaching theology, ethics, or philosophy, whether it's teaching Old Testament, New Testament, uh, whether it's teaching pastoral ministries, preaching, evangelism. We think that Mm -hmm. the Great Commission is the right uh, context and umbrella under which to do all of that. Now, Southeastern is also distinctively known for its focus and emphasis upon expository preaching. Uh, We're known Mm -hmm. for our focus and emphasis upon biblical counseling, uh, we're known, again, for our emphasis upon uh, relating to and uh, ministering to uh, the local church. One of the neat things about Southeastern is we do a partnership with a lot of local churches called Equip. And that's simply mm-hmm. a program whereby we do theological education 
in partnership with local churches. And uh, I often say that uh, there's nothing that a local church can't do uh, that a seminary provides, but a seminary can provide some things more easily. Uh, In other Mm. words, we can teach Greek and Hebrew and ethics and philosophy and preaching and Baptist history and church history and all of those things more easily than can a local church, even a very large local church. But having said that, we think the best theological education takes place in partnerships where people are not only learning in the classroom uh, of a seminary, they're also being trained and mentored in what I like to call the refining fires of the local church. And there's nothing Mm. like uh, real life and dealing with real people that will equip one well for a lifetime of ministry. Right. Wow. That's so good. That's one of the things we uh, we really emphasize here at the bar. I literally every month, uh, at least one for one episode, do what I call it a local pastor spotlight um, where uh, we interview a random local pastor and, you know, we give him an opportunity, you know, a guy that won't be at a big conference or you know, publish a book or, you know, things like that. Uh, we give him, you know, a little platform to, to uh, you know, express his love for God and his love for his people and share his vision and, and all of that. So we're really big about the, the local body uh, here at the bar. Um, and I, I, I think um, one thing that I, I remember seeing uh, you guys had going on when you were talking about the local uh, congregation, you guys had uh, – trying to remember when it was <clears throat> excuse me but uh it was something with uh with i guess you could say the black community or 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 yeah geared toward that let me put it in context one of the uh five core values of southeastern seminary is kingdom diversity uh in mm-hmm. other words we want to build a seminary that looks uh on earth like the church looks in heaven so we recognize, mm. again, in uh, I like to say it again this way, uh, there are no segregated subdivisions in heaven. Uh, we are right. one big family that uh, worships the same Father, that loves and adores the same Savior, and we are all mm. indwelt by the same Holy Spirit, and we'll be gathered together as family uh, around the throne uh, worshiping the Lamb. So about five years ago, we decided to become very intentional in trying to promote kingdom diversity and build ethnic diversity, both uh, among our student body, uh, our staff, and also our faculty. And God's been very gracious. We've seen our ethnic uh, minority student population grow in the last five years from about 8% uh, almost to 18% now. And we've just set a goal over the next decade to hopefully, and I know it's going to be uh, auspicious because we're a large seminary with 3,600 students, and so you can grow in numbers faster sometimes than you can in percentages, but we would love to see a seminary in college that is 30%, uh, made up 30% of ethnic minorities, Um, and Mm. in particular, of course, uh, African Americans, Hispanics, and now the fastest-growing demographic uh, group in America in terms of ethnic minorities, Asians. And so we want right. all of that to be present on Southeastern. We want everybody to feel like um, this is their house, this is their home, this is their family. And so it's not like, well, I'm a guest being invited in. No, you're family, right. and, you, and you live in the house. 
So as a result of that, we've done several uh, events and had several conferences related to uh, building ethnic diversity here and also uh, modeling for our churches what we hope and pray uh, our churches will uh, grow to look like uh, over the next several uh, decades as well. And one of the things you might not know, but that I think is a point of, of interest, uh, I'm a Southern Baptist. This is a Southern Baptist seminary. Right. The fastest growing demographic uh, component of Southern Baptists is ethnic uh, fellowships and ethnic churches. In other words, uh, our white churches that are predominantly white are in a uh, state of decline. Not not rapid, but we're losing mm-hmm. ground, not gaining ground. But we are growing wow. very rapidly among African-American fellowships, among Hispanic fellowships, uh, and among uh, Asian fellowships. Now, many of them are distinctively Asian, Hispanic, and uh, those two in particular because of language issues. But we know mm-hmm. that first-generation um, Chinese that speak Chinese, the second generation will all speak English and will right, also right. enable us to become more ethnically diverse among uh, mm-hmm. our Chinese brothers and sisters as well. So it's exciting. You know, this is the first time just recently America is no longer uh, 50% or more white. Uh, everyone's now under the 50% uh, barrier. Uh, that's not going to change. In fact, if anything, it's right. going to become even more and more diverse. So rather than frowning on this like some people do, especially those that are kind of (laughs) conservative in their mindset, I'm rejoicing Mm -hmm. because God is allowing us and going to enable us to, again, pursue what I think is a goal that we should have been pursuing all along. And that's a very important value here at Southeastern, very important value. Wow. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's really really good, and that's that's refreshing to hear. Because uh, that's always one of my questions, uh, especially guys that work at seminaries. You know, like, are they seeing an increase? You know, of of African Americans in a community? Because uh, as of late, I say in the last three or four years, you know, um, I've noticed, you know, uh, more uh, African Americans uh, leaving a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, word of faith you know, um, uh, theology and going more to more sound doctrine and, and, and better understanding of the Bible. And, um, and everybody, everybody I've asked has seen an increase, which is very encouraging. And that's actually what kind of, uh, inspired this podcast, you know, uh, wanted to provide content, you know, for, for people that, you know, might not necessarily get it here or there, man. So that is, that is so awesome to hear. Um, Right here, we're going to take a uh, quick break for one of our partners. Those who lead the church are not primarily there as entertainers, but as shepherds, keeping watch over the souls that the Lord has brought to them, has assigned to them. Join us this January as we spend an entire weekend focused on the practical components of discipleship. It's a conference for the local church. Reserve your seat and book your hotel by visiting g3conference.com. All right, we're back and we're here with uh, Dr. Danny Aiken. Uh, So excited to have him on the bar uh, up in North Carolina, Wake Forest at uh, Southeastern Baptist 
uh, seminary doing great things. Um, really, really, really blessed to hear some of the things that are going on there. And, uh, and, and I hope you've enjoyed your time here at the bar, sir. Have you so far? Oh, I'm having a blast. I appreciate your heart and passion <laughs> and things that clearly matter to you. It sounds uh, like we resonate very well with one another, uh, Dwayne, and I'm thankful for that and appreciate the ministry that you guys have through this podcast. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Definitely, definitely. So uh, what I like to do on the back end, uh, you know, we like to take care of business on the front end. On the back end, we have a little bit of fun. Um and and one of my, I guess you could say, quote unquote, bar signature questions is what kind of music does Danny listen to when he's in the car, nobody else around or in the study? <laughs> what are you listening to? <laughs> well, that is a great question. Let me begin by telling what I don't listen to. I don't listen to Southern Gospel. I do not right. listen to Southern Gospel. Now, understand something. My mom and dad. Uh, they're in heaven now. They loved Southern Gospel, and for them, heaven is going to be sitting on the front row <laughs> of a Bill and Gloria Gaither homecoming. Uh, that is not my idea of uh, – now, I want to be fair. Uh, when yeah. I'm with people who love Jesus and they're singing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that kind of music to the glory of God, I'm okay with that. Right. But given <laughs> my preference, uh, that is mm -hmm. not what I would do. Uh, I personally love um, the music of Keith and Kristen Getty. Uh, they're okay. dear friends to my wife and me, and I just love the fact that they do contemporary hymns that are so biblically mm -hmm. and theologically mm -hmm. rich. I, I like their music a lot. I, I like a lot of um, contemporary Christian music, but I uh, am always very quick to want to weigh the biblical and theological content uh, of right, those right. Uh, songs, and um, so I may like the tune, but if there's not substantive theological truth and biblical truth in them, uh, I, mm -hmm. I won't hang with that music very long. Uh, Dwayne, right. I feel like the old hymns that, again, are mm -hmm. rich theologically. A lot of times today, some uh, contemporary uh, musicians will take the old hymns, just add a little bit of a different twist or flavor to it in terms of right, the tune. Right, right, right. And and I mm -hmm. like that uh, and appreciate that a lot. Now, if I can move outside of the uh, uh, spiritual Please realm do. for a moment, you're you're <laughs> in my car with me. You're going to listen to me uh, uh, hearing Motown. I yes, sir. Always since I was a teenager, loved Motown music, and I've got the Motown classics, all four or five oh, nice. volumes of them. And I will listen to them on a regular basis in my car. And so that's the kind of music uh, that uh, Danny Aiken likes. And I, I can tolerate the Beach Boys. And, uh, uh -huh. you know, okay. I, grew up on, I grew up on the Beatles. And so uh, I can do a little bit of that as well. But my preference is I just love the, the uh, rhythm and the depth of uh, Motown, Motown music. In fact, a few years ago, yeah, my wife and I got to go to uh, New York. And uh, we got to see a Broadway play, and we picked Motown, and it was awesome. I mean, it was fantastic. Wow. So that's just kind of the flavor that I enjoy the most. Okay. I can dig it. I love Motown, man. Motown, you know, uh, it, it was a great blend of, 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 of good music, good sound, as well as, like, great stories in the midst of it. Oh, you know? yeah. I, you're I you're definitely... nailing it. 
Yeah, man, I, I can dig it. I might be, I might be young, but I, I, I'm a connoisseur when it comes to music. That's for sure. Um, my second quote-unquote signature bar question uh, is: What kind of podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Most of you guys that I interview, y'all are very busy. Y'all not, y'all don't have as much dead time as I do, so you might not have any. So, what, what, what do you listen to, if any? Well, actually, I'm much different there, uh, Dwayne, because I believe that good preachers listen to great preachers. And I teach my students in preaching that. So when I'm preparing uh, to preach through a book of the Bible or a particular text, uh, if at all possible, uh, I listen to four or five uh, different men uh, preach on that uh, particular uh, passage of Scripture. So uh, just I'll give you a, a current example. Right now I'm teaching through the Sermon uh, on the Mount at my church. So mm-hmm. I have been listening to a wonderful expositor who's at the United Church of Dubai by the name of John mm-hmm. Fulmer. I've been listening to my dear friend Thabiti Ayabwele, who pastors now mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. Uh, I've been listening to Ligon Duncan, uh, uh, who is a who's president of Reform Seminary. I've been listening to Don Carson, a distinguished New Testament professor at Trinity. Yep. Uh, I also love to listen to uh, John Piper. I love to listen mm-hmm. to uh, David Platt. Uh, I love to listen to Tony Evans. Uh, I love listening to Matt Carter. Uh, I love listening to Brian Loritz. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Mark Dever. Uh, I like Andy Davis, who's at First Baptist Church, Durham. I've been also listening to him through the Sermon on the Mount. So I, there's a number of men that I love and respect awesome. uh, their preaching ministry. John MacArthur, goodness gracious. I of course. Uh, have uh, listened to John MacArthur since I was 20 years old, and I'm now 60. Mm. And no one has probably impacted my life uh, uh, as, a, as an expositor, Dwayne, more than John MacArthur. Right. So I listen to those right. are men that I will, on a regular basis, listen to uh, if they have something on a particular text of Scripture mm-hmm. uh, that I enjoy. And, and I'll have to add one, nice. Alistair Begg. I love the preaching of Alistair Begg. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. so I went through the book of Daniel a couple of years ago, and I listened to him walk through the book of Daniel, and it was just magnificent. He's such a wonderful, faithful mm-hmm. Bible teacher. And uh, yep. let me be clear for my preaching friends. Uh, I don't plagiarize, so I don't preach anyone's sermon. Uh, my right. ultimate hero was a man named Adrian Rogers, and Dr. Rogers used to say of his own preaching ministry, uh, I milk a lot of cows, but I churn my own butter. <laughs> and, uh, I like that. I think that would, I do too. And so that would be an accurate description of how I approach the uh, preaching assignment right. as well. Right. That's, that's, man, that's really good. I, and and it's funny because I do that as well. Uh, when I get the opportunity to minister at my church, I like to hear different guys talk about you know whatever topic or or verse that I'm assigned to. So that that is that is too cool, man. I like that. I milk a lot of cows, but I churn my own butter. Churn man, butter. I like and that. Dwayne, one, of, <laughs> one of the things I do, one of the things I want to do is I want to ask the question both: Why do I like listening to this person? in terms of their mm-hmm, content, mm-hmm. but also right. why do I like listening to this person in terms of their delivery? And I right, will learn some right. things about how to be a better communicator by listening right. to men that are good communicators. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's that's so true. Uh, one of the styles that I love uh, is, is Dr. Stephen Lawson. 
Uh, I love oh, his yeah. passion. He's a wonderful expositor. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love his passion and and you know with 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 great content. You know, he, he brings a lot of passion to his message. So that is awesome. Well, sir, I have really, really enjoyed our conversation. Um, this has uh, been I a blessing. Well. So you. glad to to make this connection. Um, what I like to do on this end is uh, give you the floor to uh, you know whatever you want to say, encouragement or anything to my listeners. And then also, if there are any dates or anything that you want to announce, uh, just keep in mind that this show is not airing until September. Uh, so uh, just keep that in mind. But I'm going to give you the floor in the last couple of minutes right here. Well, I can't think of a more wonderful place for someone to be prepared for ministry than Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. It really is a very special place that uh, God has been very kind to bless in recent years. Uh, I also can't think of anything more wonderful than Jesus than teaching the, the book that uh, testifies to the fact that from Genesis to Revelation, uh, he is the hero of the Bible. Uh, I love to provide free services for people, and so if someone wants to uh, go to a website that won't cost them a dime but has free teaching material, uh, danielaiken.com has basically almost 40 years of Bible teaching, theology, and other resources there. And I'm happy to share those with anyone, and they should feel free to use them uh, in any way that they would like. So I just pulled a website up, and uh, it will definitely be in our show notes so that you guys can uh, get this uh, material from uh, Mr. Danny Aiken um, and 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 share it and, and learn something. And go to Southeastern, man. Who knows? That might be in my future. I, I think I, I need to go somewhere sometime we'd, we'd soon. Love so. We'd love to have you. <laughs> Yes, sir. Good deal. Well, again, thank you, sir, uh, for your time. Again, so, so honored, so grateful to have you. And uh, yes, sir. And uh, to my listeners, make sure you check us out every Tuesday at thebarpodcast.com. Make sure you share. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tell somebody about us. Until then, God bless. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there